The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello and welcome to Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm back! Yay, team! It's Abby Richmond. And this is episode 43, and we're talking about Thanksgiving. Yeet. Before we get started, our weekly plea... Please subscribe, share, tell all your friends about the show, and it would be nice if you could just turn to the person nearest to you and say, hey, check out this podcast. You know what I'm listening to right now? Two Millennials, One Podcast. You should totally check it out. Also, I've been meaning to say this for weeks and weeks and weeks. We own a pile. It's a dwindling pile, but we own a pile (laughs) of Two Millennial, One Podcast t-shirts, and if you would like to own one, which... My God, why wouldn't you? They're a classy blue color, or podcast color, actually, and they say two millennials, one podcast across the front. If you would like to own one of those, we will raffle one off. All you have to do is navigate to our Facebook page. It's at the number two millennials, the number one podcast. Just search it. I'll put a post up, and if you like it, you'll be entered to win a t-shirt, and we'll send it to you. That sounds like a lit way to get a free tea. All right. As I said before, we're talking about Thanksgiving, which seems like a really weird topic for millennials to talk about, but as I researched this and thought about this, millennials have definitely changed the dynamic of Thanksgiving. Before we get into that, though, Abby, got plans for Thanksgiving? Um, I don't actually know what my plans are, but typically a Richmond Thanksgiving involves us either going to my grandma's farm or my uncle in Kansas City, and we spend the whole day doing all of the homemade stuff. Sounds lovely. It is. It's really fun. My grandma's big into baking pies. Her pies win contests and things. And so I always remember like that's a big part is helping grandma bake the pies and like roll out the pie crust or do the little crescent rolls because she's really good at those too. Well, that sounds very nice and traditional and that's kind of where this podcast is headed. The general idea of Thanksgiving, and this has been going on since the late 1800s, big feast on Thanksgiving Day and then the next day you wake up early and you go shopping because that was the typical beginning of the holiday Christmas shopping season. Millennials, per usual, are ruining things. We crapped on that. Yeah, so (laughs) what has happened with our generation in Thanksgiving, since we are a generation that is less religious, we have less children overall, we have less economic freedom, and we're less traditional in the family structure, Mm. our ideas of Thanksgiving kind of don't mesh with that. We don't necessarily set aside Thanksgiving Day for Thanksgiving feasts. Not saying we aren't getting together and eating, but a lot of us have to work on Thanksgiving. A lot of us work retail, or a lot of us have these hourly jobs where someone's got to continue to work, and that was something that I witnessed growing up. As a kid, I'd always hang out with my friends on Thanksgiving night and nothing was open. What? You hung out with friends on Thanksgiving? Definitely. That's a no-go. In my family, we would have Thanksgiving lunch. And then after that, I was kind of free to do whatever I wanted to. So I'd get with my friends. I had like a select group of friends that were available to come out. Obviously, a lot of people are stuck with their family, but we'd go out. And then you drive around town and we want food. No, nothing's open. You want to stop at Walmart? No, nothing's open. And then that slowly transformed. And we'll get into this as well to pretty much everything's open on Thanksgiving. Just some other things that 
we have kind of ruined as far as, well, not ruined, I'll say, but changed the concept of the feast itself. It's not like millennials aren't having Thanksgiving, but usually a Thanksgiving meal, you're talking turkey, you're talking mashed potatoes. For some reason, Missouri noodles go with the mashed potatoes. I never understood that, but that's definitely at least a Kirksville thing that everybody has the homemade noodles. Homemade noodles with mashed potatoes. And that's never been a thing at my family, but like we tried to do it one Thanksgiving and it's a weird tradition. I, I don't understand, but it's totally evident. A lot of families do it. We never did it either, and that may be because I'm from Iowa or whatever the case may be, but that just seems like an overload of carbohydrates. Oh, but that's the good part. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, I love carbs too, but noodles on top of mashed potatoes with a roll. It's so good. That seems like too much. But as I was saying, millennials typically try to be a little healthier. So our generation has seen kind of a shift away from, I mean, things like gelatinous cranberry sauce and uh, so many carbs and stuffing. Yeah. Cutting down on those things and going with like, okay, we're going to have ham and maybe this natural green bean salad. Avocado salad. That's what we did last year. Perfect. That's a perfect millennial example. We're just getting away from those more unhealthy traditional Thanksgiving feast foods. And I mean, I even saw when researching this, millennials have killed cranberry sauce. We continue to kill things, but that stuff's really gross. I mean, but is anybody sad about it? Apparently some old people probably are, but yeah, that gelatinous stuff, even real cranberry sauce, I'm not really too keen on. I just don't like cranberries, period. Yeah, they're kind of gross. Also with that, with the food specifically, millennials are more likely to use like a meal prep service or an app or order ahead. like HelloFresh. HelloFresh, Blue Apron. Apparently a lot of our generation is using that for the the meal. No way. That would make sense because prepping a Thanksgiving meal, that's a ton of work when you can get your pre-packaged. This is starting to sound like a real podcast. We're advertising a (laughs) HelloFresh or Blue Apron, but if you've never done that before, that is extremely handy. Have you ever done it? I have. I've done Blue Apron and it's cool. Do they just send you the right amount of ingredients The perfect amount and it's all wrapped up. I feel like that's lazy. It is lazy, but it makes cooking these exciting meals just way faster. Yeah. Especially for me, I don't have sage and parsley. You know, like when (laughs) when am I going to buy a thing? of sage for this one meal and i won't do that so that's what's the cool thing about blue apron is here's your tiny little packet of sage yeah it's been interesting living at college and trying to cook because i'm so used to having the expansive amounts of like weird things that my mom has just because she bakes and cooks so much no matter what recipe we had i knew that we'd have most of the ingredients unless i had to run to the store for like butter or something i was the same way always at home i could cook these weird elaborate things and i was lucky because my mom was an avid cook and had all this stuff and then you're right as soon as you get out on your own i have peanut butter toast now exactly <laughs> bread and peanut butter and like what can i make with that oh yeah peanut butter toast that's your option yeah okay, still a banger but yeah i totally feel you there but yeah that is something we are doing and even aside from apps and the meal prep it's to the point where you can call a high v or a whole foods and they can have your thanksgiving meal yeah, prepped yeah. for you and you just go pick it up and throw it in the oven not that we're lazy but our generation we take to that it's quick it's efficient it's effective. we're all about time yeah we are we're busy everybody's doing something at all times and that goes goes to the economic situation. There's a million reasons for that that we've talked about over the last 43 episodes, but those things seem appealing. If they're going to deliver me a box and I just turn the oven on and throw that in. Like, heck yeah. Don't want to spend all day waiting for the turkey to defrost. Right. And And that's the the story of our parents and grandparents. Thanksgiving was a big deal. You know, you'd get that turkey and you'd have to start thawing it by Tuesday. So it'd be ready to throw in the oven Wednesday night. Those were big productions and these feasts and these meals were just a big deal and it consumed time. I don't think our generation and me personally is 
all about that. I don't remember if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, but one year my like close family was going through something. I don't even remember, but I think we definitely just ordered Chinese and that's all we had. Like we didn't do a big dinner or anything. We just sat around and watched Law and Order and ate Chinese food for Thanksgiving. For sure. Yeah. And we've done stuff like that too. After having turkey on Thanksgiving for 24, 25, 26 years, you know, that kind of sounds cool. Like we want something new and different. Whereas bless my grandparents, but they had turkey probably every single year of their 80 years of Thanksgiving, you know, we're just a little more wild us millennials. Me and Ian don't even like turkey. So they have ham, like we have ham and turkey and no one really eats the turkey. So there's like sandwiches for days. And that was something else I saw too, just millennials for whatever reason we prefer, we started buying more and more ham for our Thanksgivings than our previous generations. Is that a normal thing? Having ham at Thanksgiving, I think it's becoming a normal thing. Yeah. Because turkey's disgusting. I'm a proponent of turkey, but ham seems easier to do. Something else that we have kind of twisted our generation, just the idea of who you're spending Thanksgiving with. I'm sure everyone listening has heard the phrase Friendsgiving, and that is something that we pretty much have come up with. It's not that we don't love our families and value our families. It's just a lot of us don't have families. A lot of millennials are single, and at this time of year, if you don't have a family to go back to, what do you do? Well, you get your friends together, and you have a big meal with them. And this is catching on. I mean, it's almost a universally known thing, this idea of Friendsgiving, but that's a a big deal to us. I mean, we've gotten together with our friends and we do around this time of year to break bread, if you will, and sharing a meal, which may not even remotely resemble a Thanksgiving feast, (laughs) but just that idea of getting together with friends. And I don't think that was something that was necessarily happening in the previous generation or two. It was all about family and bringing those people together. And now maybe we will have a work Thanksgiving or just your friend group Thanksgiving versus just a typical family Thanksgiving. In high school, we did that. We would each be in charge of bringing something to the cafeteria table and we'd all show up really early to lunch and spread out a blanket on the table and like have a little feast in the 25 minutes that we get to eat. Yeah, that's the perfect example. Yeah, an idea of sharing in this celebration with friends and nothing against family, but sometimes millennials, that's all you really have is that friend group. Do you think that it's more evident in the older end of the millennials than the younger end? I think at this point, this idea of Friendsgiving is you've moved away from your family and you're living in New York City or Seattle or wherever and like you just can't get home so you're with your other 20-somethings and or low 30-somethings. I I think that is probably more on the older end of the millennials but as you at the end of the millennials you start to get older I'm sure you'll start experiencing those things too. Yeah because like right now I'm getting ready to go to the Thanksgiving that one of our partner fraternities is doing for us. That's almost equivalent to this just idea of doing something to observe Thanksgiving, just not in the traditional fourth Thursday in November sense, you know, not a family affair feast thing. It's just getting together with people. And I mean, our generation is largely to thank for that. If you view that as a good thing, I do. I think it's cool to get together with people and have a meal or like have friends over that you haven't talked to in a while. It's a time to come together and be thankful, I guess. Yeah, I mean, friends and food is always a good time. Definitely. Other things that we have done to Thanksgiving, and this isn't Thanksgiving per se, but this concept of Black Friday. Are you a big Black Friday shopper? Do you participate? I've never been. My brother went one year, but that's it. And so I don't really know a whole lot about it. Black Friday has been around for a long time. This is not a new concept. As I stated in the opening, the day after Thanksgiving has traditionally been the kickoff to the Christmas shopping season. And over time, that has started to become this be-all, end-all day for stores and retail market 
markets because that's when everyone does their shopping and they started offering deals to get people out. And I mean, over the course of our lifetimes, we have seen that shift so much. And a lot of it's due to our behaviors. I remember as a kid, the day after Thanksgiving morning, that was the time at like 8 a.m. the stores would open. And that's when you'd have people rushing and breaking the glass and going for Tickle Me Elmo and people would be trampled. I remember that growing up. But we have killed that. Most millennials, I mean, you said it there, aren't interested in that whatsoever. But I mean, at the same time, Black Friday is still creeping up on Thanksgiving because the times have gotten later and later when the stores are going to like Absolutely. Open their and that's doors. our fault. Yeah. Uh, it's because we don't live by a singular day. We start looking for deals after Halloween. We start oh, looking yeah. for deals whenever. And what we have done, and I read this in an article, we have quote unquote grade Black Friday such to the point where now oh. they do open on Thanksgiving and they've pushed it back. They're trying to elongate the holiday shopping season to accommodate us because you and I aren't out there at 9 p.m. in the line of Macy's trying to get a deal. You and me are on our phones. If we want to buy something, we just do it whenever. I wait for Cyber Monday. My mom's always waited for Cyber Monday. For sure. I mean, there are all kinds of statistics backing this up. First off, millennials think it's as a whole, as a generation, we think it's insane. And I concur with this, that Black Friday has creeped into Thanksgiving and people have to work on Thanksgiving and people start shopping on Thanksgiving. It was like 70% in some survey I saw feel that that should not be happening on Thanksgiving. And then the flip side of that coin was we prefer Cyber Monday. We prefer sitting on our phones, maybe on Thanksgiving and looking at deals and doing that thing. We, we aren't in the line on Black Friday. So what that has done for retail is now they're trying to accommodate that by just making it kind of all the time. This idea of the Christmas creep, which is a phenomenon of the Christmas season. It's creeping back and back and back to now it's the point of like as soon as Halloween's over, the sale starts. So we have kind of diminished the power of Black Friday. Not to say that Black Friday is still not a big deal. There are still some great deals to be had. There are still moms standing out there looking for that toy for their kid. That's still happening on that day. It's still one of the number one sales day for the retail market. It's just, it's not necessarily us. We aren't into that, we'll say. We have different approaches to shopping and buying things and just Black Friday in general. So we've really kind of changed how that is. As I said before, we've graded it a little bit in the sense that it's not just that be all end all day. They're trying to capture our interest and our market share by spreading it out such that you take down the uh, the pumpkins and stuff and it's go time. It's still kind of wild though that like retail has infiltrated such a big portion of our lives because on Thanksgiving when you are with all of your family instead of talking to each other and catching up, you are talking about, well, what's on your Christmas list? and and what do you need and you're talking about shopping and that's exactly what they want because you're more likely now with technology you could be shopping on that day you know you can be shopping that's what we do at that moment yeah when we're waiting for like the turkey to come out of the oven or as soon as we get done we'll hop on our laptops and start updating our amazon wish list sure yeah and that's exactly what they want and we have done that we've kind of in many ways destroyed the traditional thanksgiving that has went on for years and years and years i don't know if it's necessarily better now I'm to the point where we celebrated our Thanksgiving last weekend. It was like the only weekend oh, we could get oh, everybody yeah, I together. Saw pictures. Yeah, so mine's done. Like, who knows what's this is going to be some time off for me, but are you just going to chill all week? Yeah, probably. I may cook a ham. I mean, that just kind of goes with the whole deal of we aren't quite as traditional. And this is true for literally everything. We're not doing what our grandparents did necessarily. But that's not a bad thing. Hmm. I think so many of the older generations have a problem with the fact that our generation is different and it's not the same as the way that they've done things. That That's why all of these articles come out that like millennials are ruining things. In reality, it's just society's changing. You know? It is. I mean, this is a long time off for you probably, but have you thought about like what your family dynamic 
dynamic around Thanksgiving will be once you have oh your own gosh. family? I don't even know, especially because like I do have two siblings and I'm used to not having because my mom only has one sibling and he lives in Kansas City and my dad has two and they don't live here. And so I'm not used to like having a bunch of family members at events. And so I don't know what that's going to look like when my siblings grow up because I don't know if my sister's going to want kids and I don't know if Ian's going to want kids. So I think that we'll probably end up just going to my parents' house. So it'll probably be the same for quite some time. Yeah. That's fair. I guess I don't even know because, you know, what if my husband wants to do his thing with his family? That's true. And then you get to enjoy that fun. Oh, golly. And that's a hassle, folks. Let me tell you. <laughs> that is a hassle. Let's not lose sight of what Thanksgiving is all about. I'll go on record and say right now, I don't like the religious aspect of it, but... Is there a religious aspect of Thanksgiving? There is. It goes back to Plymouth Rock and the pilgrims and the Indians, or the natives, I should say, the Native Americans, and <laughs> celebrating God's bounty and all that he provided and allowed them to survive through the winter, even though most of them died at that point. And then that slowly like morphed its way into American Thanksgiving, which is not overtly religious. But I mean, if you think about it, the government and everybody is taking time out on a random Thursday to celebrate thanks and yeah. being thankful. And who are you thankful? Thankful too. I mean, the president every year gives a proclamation to God, which that's its own issue. Is he going to do that? I don't know if our president will do that. I mean, probably so he can get his Republican friends to like him. But Yee, we love a president who loves the exactly. Lord. But I mean, there are religious overtones to it, which I'm not okay with. But at the same time, Thanksgiving, Make you Thanksgiving your own thing. Yeah, it's it's a time to sit and reflect and be thankful for what you do have. And that's how I view it. Seems weird to me that we get time off work for that, but I'll take it. I like time off work. It's kind of bogus, though, that you need a whole day to devote to that when you can just be thankful every day. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. It's one of those things that I believe in a in a long time we'll look back on and be like, do we really get a day off for that? As society becomes less and less religious, I think that one won't make as much sense. Also, day. exactly. Was this, that what you were going to say? Yes. <laughs> this is where we're getting here. A lot of people or more and more people are starting to view Thanksgiving in the same light as Columbus Day. One of those holidays that is federally recognized that people are like, are you serious? Because Columbus is obviously a bad dude. And if Thanksgiving is truly traced back to this idea of the Native Americans and the pilgrims working together. If you read the history on that, that lasted such a small amount of time. Yeah. That has been embellished. They weren't best buds. We wiped out an entire race of people and we're kind of glorifying that put on your pilgrim hat and I'll put on my Indian feathers and we'll sit here and break bread. Oh yeah, that was a big thing in elementary school. Absolutely. My elementary school experience too and you're taught to believe that this is a time to come together and a lot of people rightfully are not happy about that because that is not what happened. Isn't that called whitewashing? That's the called whitewashing. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. That's scary. There is a segment of people who just like Columbus Day, they have reattributed that to Native People's Day or something like that. Okay. I um, like that. Yeah. And they want to do the same thing for Thanksgiving. I don't know if we need to go as far as that. I think we just need to educate and be better aware of what happened there. And this idea of telling school children that like, oh, the natives and the immigrants from Europe, they got along fine and everything was fine and dandy. We shouldn't perpetuate that. I know that's a nice story, yeah. but that's just, it's, Don't lie. it's whitewashed is what that is. So I see a lot of people getting upset with that. And I think you'll see, maybe not because of millennials, maybe it'll be Gen Z, but I eventually think the idea of Thanksgiving is going to drastically change as we start to come to terms with the fact that we literally wiped out a race of people. and we're kind What of if we had Native American Day? Instead of Thanksgiving, and we just served a bunch of traditional Native American foods. Would that be sacrilegious? That would kind of be up to the Native 
American population. Yeah, that's would that left. be frowned upon that we are trying to do their thing? It's conceivable. I don't know if we need to dedicate the whole day to them. I think that's kind of what they're doing with Columbus Day, which I think makes a lot of sense. Instead of celebrating Columbus, let's celebrate the natives. The people, people who actually, yeah. Right. With Thanksgiving again, I don't know if we need to change the concept. I think it's great to stop and be reflective and be thankful, but at the same time, we've got to acknowledge what actually happened. What actually happened and why we're here right now. We just need to remember what happened and not view history in such a rosy context. A couple years ago, I got to go on this mission to Oklahoma for a Native American reservation, and they've got some pretty crappy living conditions. The places that they've been forced to go to, I feel so bad for them, and that's still happening. It's not getting better. No doubt. It's a rough situation. We, as a country, did not do them a service. And we were just out in very, very remote Washington last winter. And that's a very large native population there. And they're destitute. You know, you can tell they're poor. They're living in trailers. It's unfortunate. Like this was their land, you know, and we just came in and wrecked them and killed most of them. And that's something like, I'm not saying this needs to be a downer on Thanksgiving, but that's something you've got to remember in context. And that goes to our elementary school teachers with our put on the pilgrim hat and the Indian feathers and sit down here and how would you how would you handle that if that's what all the other elementary school teachers were doing how would you lead your classroom you should be as historically accurate as you can and I understand these are small children but not everything has to be a feel-good story like yeah you can put on the pilgrim hat and the Indian feathers and have that meal but at the same time you should follow up with we took their country you know and it doesn't have to be in like we raped and pillaged them kind of way but you should know it shouldn't be something you have to learn on your own like I don't know if at any point I was told I was never told yeah in history that like we straight up wiped out a race like it's known because my parents talked about it or like I watched the history channel or something but everything seemed rosy this idea of European settlers and people looking for religious freedom coming here and it being a happy easy time I mean I just spent yesterday reading the Wikipedia and on Plymouth Rock and all these things where Thanksgiving kind of spawned from and it was awful the living conditions the constant lack of food the wars with the native americans yeah i read a diary one time in middle school of a pilgrim girl like a young girl and it's wild absolutely and i mean i applaud those people because i wouldn't be here right now if that didn't happen but at the same time uh, (laughs) i don't have that grit if that kind of thing happened today if we had to start a new country there's no way it's crazy to think about what those people did you know and they wanted religious freedom or they wanted a new start or they were indentured servants or slaves you know and they're brought over here to this new land and they don't know how to live there a lot of people aren't happy with the way america's government's being run right now so what if just all of us literally pack up and go to somewhere that no one is not that there is anywhere that isn't inhabited i don't think i could do that no we're not cultivated for that we would get wrecked we'd be even worse off than the uh europeans in 1620 that came over you know because like would we fly to this destitute place that probably doesn't have like an air you'd probably take a boat or walk like they did i've never been on a boat yeah In reality, like you said, that's not possible in this day and age because pretty much everywhere that is habitable is inhabited. But if you think about it, our next frontier, and this is getting way off topic, but it's space. It's space, legitimately. You going and living on Mars. Okay, I lied. I would totally live in space. That would be your equivalent of your ancestors from 400, 500 years ago going to live in the new world. You living in in the literal new world. Right. 
oh that'd be cool but it would be kind of the okay, same but deal you specifically probably wouldn't get to see a lot of that i feel like if you did decide to start a new thing it would be your posterity living on the new place rather yeah, than more than likely because if i made that decision right now to go live in space like i would have to go through astronaut training i would have to go through building up all my supplies and then i would have to go through more training and then i would actually have to take the trip and mars is four years away so like i mean you'd probably see some of that and set up that colony that'd take a lot i'm not, I'm not saying it's equivalent to what the uh, europeans face how long they did they America, how long was the boat ride oh a few months yeah so a few months versus four years and people were getting scurvy after months right so it wouldn't be as bad living conditions but if i had to live on a ship for four years i would go stir crazy i think actually right. you'd be fighting other ailments and they'd probably be of the mind we figured out a lot of things when it comes to health but who knows what other things we'd encounter like as they came over were they expecting all of the things that they encountered definitely not oh That's yeah the whole thing all about the animals going to a and new world. things that like were here that weren't in europe whoa and then to reel this back in, if we go settle another planet, this idea of Thanksgiving and being thankful if you survive, I mean, that's gonna, always going to be prevalent within humanity, I'm pretty sure, because that's where this came from, right? You're being thankful that God has provided you enough to survive this journey and live through the winter and have food. It'd be the same thing, you know? All right, let's do this cheesy thing. Abby, what are you thankful for? Oh, um, I'm thankful for the support system I have. Because I honestly don't think I'd be here without everyone in my life that keeps me going. That's incredibly wholesome. I'm thankful for my good health. I've lived a very healthy life, and I know a lot of people don't. Yeah, so I can't relate. I'm very thankful for that. I don't know who I'm thanking necessarily. Probably myself for taking care of myself, but I am thankful for that. And I'm thankful for my family and my friends. I'm thankful for this 43 podcast. episodes, yeah, yeah. This has been an absolute hoot. I'm thankful yeah, for it. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a, a song pick I do have a song pick of the week. It is that time of year where my anxiety is kicking up again. Oh, yeah. It's rough. Uh, so I've been in my head singing Anxiety by Black Bear quite a bit. So, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it really hits me. Black Bear's good just in general. I agree. Okay, so this one's by Need to Breathe. It's called Let's Stay Home Tonight. And it's a nice, wholesome, like, heartwarming song about loving somebody. Thanks for tuning in this week, folks. I hope you have a lovely Thanksgiving weekend or holiday. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. If you're having a Friendsgiving or just you're all about the Black Friday sales. If you don't have somewhere to go, let me know. Yeah, hit us up. I don't know what we could do for you, but probably something. We'll give you a t-shirt, maybe a piece of turkey, maybe a piece of ham. Maybe a piece of ham. Have a great week, everyone. See you next week. Stay cheesy anyways. Stay cheesy. (laughs) Bye.